1: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It all starts tonight in Denver. Game one with the Heat and Nuggets. Miami might be the better defensive team, but Denver has been playing great D in the playoffs since the jump. And on offense, the Heat have been lighting it up from three. And it's kind of gotten them to this point. But Denver's offense is so potent. They're fifth in points per possession in the regular season. And they're number one in the playoffs in that category going away. The Joker's a freak. He's hit 55% or better on mid-range shots for three straight years. He's shooting 47% on threes in the playoffs. With Murray and Jokic running the pick and roll, they're almost unstoppable. The Heat have been using a zone defense. The Nuggets poured in 1.2 points per possession against zones this year. That was number two in the league. And that bumped up to 1.3 when Joker's on the floor. They always seem to break the zone by throwing lobs to Aaron Gordon for dunks. Jokic is just too good to be phased by a zone. You wonder if Miami's going to, like, go back and forth from the zone to man. Use the zone at times. Try to throw the Nuggets off of their rhythm. The Joker's been able to go against Adebayo in the past and, you know, outman him. I mean, he's just so big, strong, and can do whatever he wants with his footwork in the paint. From the top of the key, Joker's been able to just back Adebayo down into the low block or at the foul line and get whatever he wants. The Nuggets have scored 1.2 points per possession on Joker post-ups in their last eight playoff games. And then the Nuggets are 7-1 in games uh, where they've been able to get him posting up and doing whatever he wants. He's averaged 20 points, 11 boards, and 8 assists on 57.5% shooting. The bottom line is, is not big enough to deal with Joker. He's six nine. He averages under a block a game. And Joker just doesn't have a problem with him. The question is, will the Heat put love on Jokic and Adebayo on Gordon? And then Butler would guard Murray, who's just been absolutely unstoppable in the playoffs. Somebody's got to contain this guy. You can't stop him, but you can try to limit what he does. You can't let this guy have 35-point games. But if the Heat go with love, then what are you going to do with Caleb Martin? He's literally been unbelievable. Second-best player in the conference finals. Some people think that he should have been the MVP. They wouldn't be here without martin's like points every night this guy has been lighting it up you think he's got to play at least 40 minutes you can't do that if you're going to play love a lot the heat are more worried about joker and clogging the lane than they are running around and chasing gordon gordon can hit threes and he's done it he's proven that he can jack from outside In the past, the Heat have tried to switch Butler onto Jokic and try to mess with him. It hasn't worked. He's flat out too small to deal with the big fella. The Heat will use Highsmith at points. He's 6'7". He's got length, so he could be interesting here for when they use him. And you wonder if they'll use Cody Zeller much at all either, because he's another big. You know, Murray's going to try to do screens with Caldwell Pope to try to get switches uh, and have like Robinson, Struess, or even Hero when he starts playing finally in game three or so on to him as opposed to having to deal with Butler. The one thing I've talked about on C2C in the past a lot is that. Porter Jr. has been unbelievable with his size and length. He can shoot over almost anyone on that team, and there's nothing they can do about it. He's so tall and long and gets off threes. No problemo. Sometimes they let Joker rest, and they go with Porter, Gordon, Murray, and then they'll have, like, Bruce Brown on the floor in their small ball lineup, which is actually badass. They score tons of points when they're running with this group. Miami has to play a great D. They've allowed the fourth-fewest opponent shots in the restricted area, so they control the paint, bottom line. And uh, the Nuggets don't get to the line tons, they ranked 23rd in free throw rate this year. Miami doesn't want to let them get free points at the stripe. The Nuggets will probably put Gordon on Butler a lot. Jimmy Butler thinks that Porter can't guard him. That he's not quick enough to handle his bursts and blow And I would agree with that. I think they'll look a lot better the heat when they get Hero back. They've been riding Martin and Vincent, and Vincent had his ankle problem. But the bottom line is, those two guys have held their own. Martin has been unbelievable. So, getting back a guy that can hit from deep and hit long shots like inside the line that are twos, he can do it all, and he has that burst uh, to you know pump fake, get space, get open, fire, or go to the 10. He likes to drive, too, the little fella. The Heat don't like to have uh, Butler and Adebayo resting at the same time. So if you have a guy like Hero out there, he can get you buckets when either one of the two, Butler or Adebayo, are sitting. I even think Robinson and Strews have to get minutes, and they need to let it fly. They need to shoot. Both of them can shoot and put it in the hole from deep. And I think they have to get the ball to Bam in the paint for his, you know, patented floater. I think he's one of the best bigs in the league at getting that shot off from like 10 feet out, 8 feet out, and sinking it all in that splash city. So anyway, how about this ref, Eric Lewis? He wasn't selected as one of the 12 refs who were going to work the finals. And uh, the guy is being investigated as to whether he used a Twitter account to defend himself and other officials from you know people online bashing the refs. He had been in the finals the last four seasons as a ref. The league is looking into whether he violated rules by speaking about officiating in an unauthorized way. The league isn't saying uh, what they're going to do, whether they're going to discipline him uh, or if he's going to face fines or whatever for breaking policy by discussing officiating openly in public without league consent. Of the 12 that are refing the finals, nine worked the title series last season. Scott Foster will be a finals ref for the 16th year. Tony Brothers, Mark Davis are in it for the 12th time. Zach Zarba, a 10-time selection. John Goble, the 7th time he's been in it. Dave Guthrie, 6th time. Josh Tiven, the 4th time. Courtney Kirkland and James Williams selected for the third time each. Ed Malloy is an eight timer. Bill Kennedy, a fifth timer. The only first timer, Kevin Scott, who started working NBA games in 2010. Foster has ref 23 NBA finals games. Davis, 18. Brothers, 15. How about your boy, Monty Williams, getting that fat bag in Detroit Rock City? A six year, 78 dollar deal to coach the Pistons, he's 51. He was stunningly fired by the Suns in early May after four seasons as head coach in the Valley. He got fired after they got eliminated by the Nuggets in the Western Semis. Williams was the NBA coach of the year In 2022, he was 194 and 115, 62% in the regular season, and 27 and 19 in the playoffs for the Suns. The Suns won a record 64 games in 21 22 and reached the NBA Finals in 21, and he still got whacked. He'll replace Dwayne Casey, who stepped down in April. Now he's in the front office for whatever reason. Casey coached the Pistons since 2018. In five seasons, they went 121-263. He won 31% of his games. He was awful. They made the playoffs once in 2018-19, but they were swept. Detroit's gone seven straight seasons without finishing over 500. Their last winning season was 2015-16. They have Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duren. They have all kinds of picks, and they'll get Cade Cunningham back. He had a shin surgery and played only 12 games last year. One other note, the Pistons hold the number five overall pick in the June draft. And how about Zach Eady, the Purdue Monster Center, the National Player of the Year? He announced he's withdrawing his name from the draft, and returning to West Lafayette he had to play for the Boilermakers for another season. He originally entered his name into the draft in mid-April. He had until midnight to make his decision, and he made it. He's going back to play for Painter, seven foot four. He was the most dominant player in college basketball last year. He averaged 22.9 points, 12.9 boards, shot 60% from the floor, Sixth in scoring, second in rebounds, 21st in field goal percentage. He averaged two blocks per game. He's a freak. He scored at least 30 points eight times, including 38 and 13 in a win over Michigan State. He scored in double figures in every game last year and had 28 double doubles. He'll be a senior this fall. He wasn't projected to be selected in the first round of the draft. Can you imagine? He's ranked the number four center. Why even do it then? I think he's doing the right thing, and they are going to be tough as hell again at Purdue.